everybody. Welcome to the OETA Movie Club podcast. I'm the director of the show, Jeff Mareva, and I'm here with our host, Mr. Robert Birch. Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good. Um, well, this is our OETA Movie Club podcast. We come to you each week. We discuss our upcoming movies. Uh, we try to go a little bit more in depth and talk some details. and the peek behind the scenes. Peek behind the scenes and everything. And, and uh, this week we've got a great musical to talk about, West Side Story. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I've 1961, Stephen Sondheim. Um, yeah, great, great film. Uh-huh. Um, Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Basically, set to yeah, basically. The strains of Stephen Sondheim. Yeah. Yeah, why don't you go and ahead and. Leonard Bernstein. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, set it up for us. Um, it's, I mean, you basically uh, just did. But, yeah. But, I mean, it's. it's uh, 1950s street gangs, right? Jets and sharks. Jets and sharks. And uh, instead of Rome, uh, Capulets and Montagues, right? It's the Jets and the sharks. And um, a little uh, Puerto Rican girl, Natalie Wood, played by Natalie Wood, uh, falls in love with a, uh, uh American boy. Played by Richard Beamer, yeah, Tony, Tony, Maria, and Tony, Tony, and they fall in love, and you know, not nice things are ahead because of the the star-crossed lovers. Yeah, um, it is. It's basically it's Romeo and Juliet. It really is mm-hmm. set to music, and and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's but it's a great one. Um, it's definitely worth the watch. Um, like uh, Doc is uh, the um, the friar character, right. you know, the priest in yeah. in this, uh, you know, the uh, the prince is um, Sergeant Shrank. The, <laughs> you know, it's it's yeah, it's all the characters from from the play are directly uh, correlated into this film. You know, Riff is tip is um, uh, Mercutio. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so getting behind the scenes a little bit, I thought it was hilarious that uh, the director instructed the actors in the rival gangs to play pranks on each other to keep tensions up during the filming. Uh-huh. I just think that's hilarious. Yeah, they were also they didn't they didn't share trailers, they didn't like eat together, they they kept them completely separate, um, except for like apparently one. Uh, shark that was a roommate with right. one of the Jets. George Shakaris said yeah. that he knew of, of uh, at least a one, couple of guys yeah. that, you know, because it's New York and it's really expensive to live there, right? <laughs> exactly. They were shooting in New York, which, you know, not a lot of productions did. You right. Know? I mean, shooting on everything on location. This was something new. Yeah. New York City is a character in this film. It is. Yeah, it is. Um, so... <laughs> I read that Russ Tamblin was initially very unhappy with his dancing in this film. He plays Riff. He plays Riff. Uh-huh. Um, but apparently Fred Astaire comes over to him at the premiere and told him how great of a dancer he was. Can you imagine? I mean, come on. Fred, Fred Astaire. Astaire tells you you are a good dancer. Uh, when he Really, he doesn't, you know, he never made his living as a dancer. He was, a, a, Russ Tamblin was an actor. Right. I mean, oh, he yeah. still is uh, an active actor. I mean, he was in Twin Peaks, a series. He's oh, yeah. Several, uh, you know, uh, every once in a while pops up in a film now and again. Yeah. Yeah, Twin Peaks is a great one. Mm-hmm. 
He and Richard Beamer. Yeah, we're in. Later appeared in Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Yeah, and I don't, you know, I'm not sure why Richard Beamer is still. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. I I learned in this, you know, doing research for the you know the show, that um, uh, that he wanted to play Tony. Richard Beamer, who plays Tony, he wanted to play the character as, you know, a tough kid. Yeah. Uh, somebody that grew up on the streets, you know, starting fights and, and all that. And the director um, wanted him, Jerome Robbins instructed him that, no, I uh, want you to play him as this really, really nice guy. Yeah. And, and he says, you know, it just doesn't fit with the backstory. I always thought that this guy, he was just, you know, not that great. And um, and it wasn't that it was the directors holding him back from right. from a more realistic portrayal. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about the Oscars that this movie won. Oh, it boy. won ten of them. Right. Ten of them. That's like Ben Hur, the Ben Hur of Ben Hur musicals. Of musicals. Right. Um, it beat Gigi's record that was set three years prior to this. Gigi. Uh, this Gigi. <clears throat> Um, this film came out in 61, Gigi came out in 58, uh-huh. um, and it had, I think, nine Oscars, and uh, this one beat it with ten, Yeah. Um, and one of those Oscars was actually the first ever to be um, split by two people. It was the Best Director right. Oscar. Uh-huh. Robert was, uh, Wise, and, isn't it? And, yes. And Jerome Robbins? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it would not happen again until 46 years later. When the Coen Brothers shared the award for No Country for Old Men, ah, another great movie. Oh yeah, seen of it. course. Um, well, yeah. so Robert, uh, so Jerome Robbins was uh, picked to direct, right? But he'd never directed a film before, right. uh, and so they brought in Robert Wise to uh, do the dialogue, and then have Jerome Robbins. He would direct all the music and and dancing sequences. And um, he unfortunately got into this habit of doing multiple takes, right. so much so that he went over time and over budget. Over budget, because they were shooting on seventy-five and sixty-five millimeter film. Oh yeah, crazy expensive film. Not cheap. Yeah, they and actually built the stage up like six feet off the ground to compensate for the seventy-five millimeter camera trying to shoot low angles. Right, they could shoot up. Too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, crazy expensive. But they film. they let him go. Yeah, that he did not finish uh, filming on this, but he did win an Academy Award for Best Director along with Robert Wise. Yeah, uh, he only di- and he only directed one film, this one. This one, yeah. yeah. Your only film, your only film. You win an Academy Award for being a director, and it's West Side Story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, crazy now, luck. We were talking before this. There's a remake of this movie that neither of us have actually seen right. yet. Steven Spielberg. Um, and, well, uh, he, He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I need to go see that. I just I don't know why I haven't. Yeah. Um, but uh, but anyway, um, so yeah, I'm kind of curious about the remake to see like how it's how it's shot and how it's if it's you know how they did the same kind of low angle shots and uh-huh. and uh, a lot of these scenes in this original version um, were based off of very popular American art at the time, um, paint like right. s- like um, uh, skyline. Pick paintings of New York City, right? Um, and so they kind of pick those same backgrounds and same shots and everything. So I wonder if they do that in the remake. I love it when they kind of play tribute to right. the original and do that. But it's not enough just to use <clears throat> New York City, the most exciting city yeah, in the world. Right. No, you got to find those paintings and uh-huh. make that match. And and yeah. uh, 
So let's talk a little bit about the overdubbing. This is the thing that really jumps out at me, right, is, is the, the most of the actors did not sing did not their sing. own songs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, most of them did not, um, including the leads. I mean, right. yeah, they, they did not. Even though um, reportedly, I've never heard and Natalie Wood sing, but uh, reportedly she has a very fine singing voice. Right, but we were talking before this about how demanding this score is. Oh, I mean, yeah. like the vocal parts on this score are extremely hard. I mean, you've got, you know, men's parts that go from a real low tone to a very high tone. Right. I mean, just I mean, when I was, very high note, you know. When I was young, I did a few plays, right? right. And I we did, I've actually done West Side Story three times. Three times. Wow. I played a Puerto Rican all three times. So I had like <laughs> white blonde hair as a kid. And I, uh, I was late to go get the spray on black stuff and it was all gone. <laughs> and so I went to the other aisle where it had the just just a few feet away, where black rinse, and on the back it says it'll come out in six to eight washings. So I thought, well, I'll just you know wash it six or eight times, you know, and it'll <laughs> right. right. Oh, I had green hair. Oh wow! For six months. Oh wow! I, you Lovely. know, I, the only time I, in, I ever wanted to get my head shaved, really, you know, I looked like the <laughs> Joker for six months in high school. Not a good time to look like that. Not the best time to, yeah. Right. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. It's a very demanding score. It really is. Oh, oh and yeah, the, 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 the song, right? Uh, one Hand, One Heart. Um, uh, you know, I didn't play Tony, but, you know, dreamed of doing it. And, you know, it. That uh, that one song, one hand, one heart. It goes, always you, every thought I'll ever know, everywhere I go, you'll be <laughs> up into the stratosphere. You know, you go from way low to way high. Yeah, impossible. And apparently, a lot of Natalie Wood's uh, stuff was the, the same same range. Way. Yeah, yeah. So a lady named Marna Dick Nixon, Marna uh -huh. Nixon. Um, well, she was Natalie Woods was her main assignment. Right, that she she was the main voice for Natalie Wood, but she also did several for Rita Moreno. Because um, Rita Moreno, uh, who's fabulous, uh, yeah, uh, singer, um, she came down had with a cold. cold. Yeah, just happened to have a cold at that time. Yeah, yeah. But there's actually parts that. Marnie Nixon is actually singing a, a duet with herself because uh -huh. she voiced du dubbed so many parts that she's actually singing a duet with herself. Yeah, a boy like that, I think, is the song right where they're you know singing to one another. Right. And yeah, and overlapping. Uh, well, thank God for uh, multi-track recording, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. But now I have to I have to complain a little bit about this. I'm I'm always a little annoyed when they cast people in these musicals who can't sing. Right. I'm like, I know that they're trying to make get names for the box office. Sure. They're trying to draw people to the movie. I understand all that. But there are so many actors out there who can sing and dance. Like, there's so many triple threats, as they call them. But they're not names. But they they're won't not pull names. people into the theater. I know. I get it. I get it. But it just drives me a little crazy. Sure. I'm just going to yeah. be honest. It drives all me a little crazy. All those people with great talent that you'll never know uh, because, uh, you know. Yep. They didn't have a good agent or yep, something, or exactly. nobody saw them. So, um, talking about dancing and talking about um, the choreography a little bit, 
During the production, the actors wore out 200 pairs of shoes, uh-huh. wore them out, 200 pairs of shoes, and they split 27 pair of pants. <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> so, um, so they ended up going back and with to the jeans that they dyed and overdyed and de-stressed, and now you just uh-huh. buy them that way. Sure. Um, but uh, they used, had to use a special elastic thread to allow for the severity of the choreography. Of the choreography. Yeah. Because yeah. they danced. They danced. Yeah. They do. The, uh, the yeah, girl that played anybody's in this, she she was like the assistant choreographer. But she really was the one right there every day putting them through their paces. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, on the New York City streets. They actually, um, actually, uh, the director, Jerome Robbins, hired uh, street gangs. Yeah. To keep the pe- to to keep the crowds away while they yeah. were shooting. Yeah, um, and I read somewhere that there was the two gangs that they actually hired the real gangs that were kind of uh-huh. loosely based on a little bit, you know, as far as just the West Side uh-huh. gangs. Um, <clears throat> one of them was called the Sportsman. Yeah, and uh, now I can't remember the other one. Yeah, they were. But, uh, I read they they were on their bikes. They rode the bikes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, a street yeah. gang on street bikes. Street gang on bikes. It's well, it makes about as much sense as a street gang that dances Dance. the ballet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, um, but yeah, s- they split twenty-seven pair uh-huh. of pants. I just, oh, and ballet. Right. That reminds. Uh, uh, so there's a part that's uh, uh, cut out of this, which was a ballet dream sequence. Right. Right. Where Tony and Maria get married, and then. Uh, you know, it's happily ever after. The gangs all come together, and everybody's you know happy. Uh, sort of patterned after the dream uh, dream sequence ballet in Oklahoma, and it's really why they didn't include it in West Side in the film right. because uh, Oklahoma had come out just a few years earlier. Yeah, and they didn't want to you know have this as seen as a a, a running theme amongst. Broadway musicals turned to film. Right. So it got cut. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about the people who were turned down for this. Oh, yeah. Audrey Hepburn was offered the role, but she turned it down. Mm. Ter- offered the role of Maria. Yeah, come on. Really? I Audrey Hepburn? No. Puerto I Rican? I don't know. I don't no. think it would have worked. Mm-mm. But my favorite is that Tony, the original choice to play Tony, was Elvis Presley. Yeah. Now oh, that, you gotta love that. No, that would have been terrible. <laughs> that would have been so bad. That would have been so bad. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean? Uh, Come be a gang member? Uh, he would have been too old by he this He would have been too old. Anyway, right? What, what, how, the dancing parts? Uh-huh. I mean... Well, he could dance. Yeah, but... Elvis could dance. Yeah, but he could dance rock and roll style. Yeah. I don't know if he could do ballet. Well, yeah. I mean, some of these yeah. jumps and everything that they do, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he could have. Maybe, yeah. I'm, maybe I'm being too harsh. And he but, could act it, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, and he yeah. And he could have sang the part himself. Right. You know. Um, but he wouldn't Colonel have to Parker be overdubbed. Didn't, didn't let him do it. Yeah. Yeah, they said they that he wasn't wouldn't have had enough songs uh-huh. were, out of the 12, 13 songs, whatever it is. He, he only, only sang in six. six. Yeah, about half. About half. And the major complaint was that he didn't have exclusive rights to the soundtrack. Right. Well, of course you're no not going to have. No way. Yeah, Leonard Bernstein <laughs> is going to have a little something to say about exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. 
yeah. but yeah, Elvis Presley. I, I just and that says more about Parker than it does yeah. about Elvis. Yeah, it does. Yeah, because Elvis would have done the film. He would have loved. Oh know, yeah, Parker screwed but, up his but Colonel Tom his Parker. Film like career. I was going to yeah. say, he was he was known in the industry for being a hard ass, basically. And, yeah, and just being very hard to work with. He had a very narrow view of of what he wanted Elvis to do. Right. And El- and he, and and really he held down Elvis in ways that, you know, really he could have had a much greater more dynamic career. Yeah. Uh certainly in film. I oh, mean, yeah. he kept him in these schlocky, you know, uh yeah, films that you know they were fun to watch, but right. it's it didn't allow him to do any real acting. Right. And I think that was really what Parker was afraid of was that he would he would uh, the acting career would eclipse his singing career. Yeah. And um, and that's where Parker made his money was off of the singing career. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, but this was the top grossing film of 1961, making over 43 million dollars. Yeah. I mean, like Elvis Presley's chunk would have been plenty. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. You know? I don't know. I don't get it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah it's like I said, it's Tom Parker. It's it's the Colonel. It could have been one of the major things that Elvis was known for. Well, it would have been one of his movies that you actually watched more than once. Because mm-hmm. that's my complaint about Elvis movies is I'm they're one and done for me. I mean, how many times have you seen Clambake? <laughs> right, just the once. Or Harem Scarum. <laughs> or uh, yeah. Yeah, there, there's not many that you go, oh, I want to watch that over and over and over again. He's the same guy who always plays either, his name is Rick or Steve, <laughs> right? And the song is like, I'm going to win this race, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, come on. Um, so Tony and Maria, the actors, Richard uh-huh. Beamer and Natalie Wood, did not get along apparently during this movie. And it's said that, that uh, Natalie Wood had a – list that she kept in her trailer on the wall like nixon like nixon <laughs> of people she did not necessarily care for basically her, her crap, hit list her hit yeah. list yeah um and richard Bamer made it but and it doesn't say why doesn't say why what he did no, he the, doesn't know nothing, why to this day he doesn't know why. doesn't know why but apparently she he made her list russ tamblin saw it Yes. Right? Yeah. And he and it wasn't until they were uh acting in Twin Peaks that he told him yeah. about it. You know, said, so, Oh, by the way, you know when we were doing West Side Story, <laughs> Natalie Wood had this list. Yeah. I mean that's crazy to me. Yeah. I just why would you why who And who why puts do you and why put it up? That? Right. <laughs> like where the other actors are gonna see right. it. You Somebody's know, gonna just see it. So that. you know you're on my list. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, we talked about how it was the most grossing mo- fil- uh, uh, film of 1961. The soundtrack was also the best-selling soundtrack of 1961 oh, yeah. and continued to be the best-selling sound- musical soundtrack through the entire 1960s. Do you have it? I have it. I, I have it, too. I do. I do, actually. I have the uh, original Broadway. I have that, yeah. too, yeah. Oh, it sounds so... Okay. That's kind of nerdy. Hey, man, I love Broadway stuff. Kind of nerdy. I love love plays. I love musicals. Yeah. I have a lot of musicals in my uh, collection. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, me too. So, but, yeah. What are you going to do? So, (laughs) um, we were talking about overdubbing and how most of the voices were overdubbed. I think this is really funny. Natalie Wood could not snap her fingers, so the snaps are overdubbed. Overdubbed. (laughs) 
Like, Even that. They might as well have just overdubbed her speaking parts, too. I mean, come on. Why not just cast Marnie Nixon? You know, <laughs> exactly. come on. Because she didn't her. have the name. Right. She didn't have the right. name. Just like we said. Because she even did some of the lines of dialogue. The Teradoro Antone or, uh, yeah, <laughs> there was uh, another line of dialogue. For, you know, maybe there was a, a glitch in yeah. the audio or something like that. But why not bring Natalie Wood back in to overdub right, that exactly. instead of, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't understand. Maybe, uh, maybe she was cheaper. I don't it's know. pretty bad when even your actor, your actor, you're overdubbing their lines. Right. You know. Um so we were talking about Fiddler on the Roof last week, and we were talking yeah. about how many performances it had on Broadway in its original cast. Right. 3,200 and something. Yeah. And I thought this one was a lot. But now by comparison, I right. think, well, never mind. Right. Um, because this played for two years. Now, granted, it didn't play for seven like Fiddler did. Right. It played two years in its original but cast. But that's the whole point. But 732 performances in two right. years, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. But again, now that we know Fiddler, I so, mean— they did uh, uh, 700 uh, performances in two years. How many years did Fiddler run? Uh, it was like seven. I seven think. years. Yeah. Wow. 3,000. 3,000. Yeah. 3,247, yeah. I think. Yeah. That was crazy. That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. But uh, And that's but, not even counting the, like the, the London cast. Oh, right. The revivals, the, uh-huh. all that stuff. That was just the original Broadway cast run. Mm-hmm. Seven years. 3,200 performances. Yeah. Um, and this one was two years, 732 performances. But, you know, West Side Story has had so many revivals and so many small theater companies do it over the years that... High know, school. High school. I mean, God, I mean, I, mean, I told you, I've done it three times. Three times. Right, in Oklahoma City. If you can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we are out of time. Um, it is at the end of the podcast. Yeah. So... Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, please tune in again next week. Please. Um, next week we are we've got a movie, a comedy that Kind Hearts and kind Coronets. And Coronets. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen it. I'm going to have to watch it before yeah. next week. Uh, um, Sir Alec Guinness. Sir Alec Guinness, which Stars we've, we've had a lot of his movies on right. recently. Yeah, a lot of um, Alec great Guinness. comedic actor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, um, tune in for that. And as always, um, send in those celebrity photos if you have one. Um, we love getting photos with you and a famous celebrity and the story behind it. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the show here, you'll hear a, a email address and a mailing address that you can send those to. Um, if you send in the picture, we're very careful with those. We send them back to you. Oh, and um, then, okay. So also tell us, you know, uh, you know where you were, when it was, um, you know, what the circumstances were, and of course, you know, like you said, a, a great story. I also like to know where. You are from, you know, we always say, oh, yeah. you know, Bill yeah. Johnson from, from Ada Claremore or whatever. You know, yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely let us know all as much details as you can yeah. about the photo. Um, uh-huh. We love that. So, um, so yeah. So, everybody take care and until next week. All we'll, right. We'll see you, Jeff. See you. Bye. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. You can preview all upcoming OETA Movie Club films at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And please, send your celebrity photos to P.O. Box 14190, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73113, or you can email them to us at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And of course, tune in every Saturday night at 9 and on Fridays at 11. We'll see you on the couch every weekend for a great movie, 
and fresh popcorn. 